What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It's hump day. Mike, 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 Mike. It's hump day. Beautiful day in the neighborhood, my man. <laughs> yes, beautiful day. Wednesday, October the 25th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 955 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. We've got a fun show for you today. Uh, listen, join me right now. You just heard his lovely voice. Say hello again. Good morning. There you go. Uh, joining me live right now in our plush, well-lit, and well-protected studio. Thank you, Down East Protection Systems. Here on Whitehall Drive is Kinston's Renaissance man himself. It's Michael Martin. It has been a busy week since you last visited with us uh, here on the show. Can't it wait has. to get caught up. I mean, man, we have Bradfest. We had ECU uh, just uh, <sighs> fall apart uh, the way they did. Oh. Uh, Man, well, we are going to deep dive into that a little bit, too. You, we we kind of talked a little bit about it with Richard yesterday, but uh, I have back-to-back days of ECU alums, so, uh, <laughs> man, I mean, it is just crazy. And don't get it twisted. I, I'm a Charlotte alum, but, oh, I was I know, pulling for, I but I was pulling for ECU. Hey, I'm a season ticket holder, okay? I mean, I, for the Pirates, and it was just sad. But let me tell you, it's an M&M kind of day. Can I tell you why? Sure. Uh, joining us. Right after you leave us here at the end of this hour and the top of the next hour is going to be the new principal of the year for Lenore County Public Schools. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, now, I, I've never called him doctor before, but uh, looks like he's got a doctor in front of his name now, Dr. Michael Moon of uh, E.B. Frank uh, Middle School in LaGrange. Uh, I don't even know if you know this or not. Uh, when he first got here, he, were, he strung for me over at the Free Press as a sports writer. Wow. And look at him now. But oh, you know that, I'm taking credit, dude. Well, and I mean, I feel like that <laughs> that speaks volumes about what my future could be. I mean, you know, who knows where I'll be in ten to fifteen years? So. Yeah, because this was a while ago. But yeah, I just I watched him uh, go. I, I knew him before he even worked at Kenston the first time. Like I said, he strung for me uh, as a uh, sports writer and did a great job. And I mean. I'm not going to say that I knew he was going to be the principal of the year in Lenora County and the you can, year of the Lord like. 2020. Yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe I did. But I'm just so proud of that guy, man. I'm That's telling awesome. you. And on That's top awesome. of it, like I said, I was, you know, doing my little pre-show research. And I was like, doctor, doctor, Michael. But I do remember him getting his doctorate. And, uh, man, he's just, he's done such a great job over Frank Middle School. I think the uh, sky's the limit for him. Uh, we've had some really successful principals that have won principal of the year that have gone on to, uh, win uh, at the statewide level. And I, 
Hey, why not him? Why, why not, not now? Why not? There you go. So, like I said, it's an M and M kind of day. When Linda and I were talking about this yesterday, look at that little evil cat right there. That is an evil looking animal. <laughs> he is, isn't he? That's Stormy. That's uh, really ADD. We'll get to him in a second. But uh, when uh, Linda and I was talking about, you know, obviously you coming on coming in on Wednesdays as you're our first hour guest every Wednesday, and then him coming, I was like, what would have been neat would have been had a couple bags of M and M's waiting there for you. That would have been nice. You know, would've yeah, nice. yeah, would have been nice. You know, have uh, uh, Slim Shady playing as you came in. You know, you know Marshall Mathers. Next you know. time, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always this, next this time. This would have been. Uh, <laughs> I should. I should have done that. An opportunity lost. An opportunity lost indeed. But again, Michael Martin here in this hour. Uh, Michael, Doctor Michael Moon in our second hour, and that is uh, it's going to be our show today and i'm very very excited about this and tell you what like i said let's just dive into it man a lot of great things i saw you out at uh brad fest in fact you big time to lend and i one time <laughs> we're well, sitting in our chairs we're sitting in our chairs and and she goes hey isn't that michael martin i was like yeah dude you literally passed from here i was about to say end of the hall actually it was closer now i'm like mike 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 you just Man, you were just yeah. Well, attention I mean, just straight ahead, and I was uh, I'm I was probably delivering something to my wife and uh, sister in law and daughter who were posted up, but uh, it, it was inadvertent. But I I'm curious to hear if you've heard any estimates as to how many folks were in attendance. I I'm terrible at this sort of thing, but I told Michaela I was like I would say you know. A thousand to fifteen hundred, somewhere in that neighborhood. We were there, as you know, we were there from Same. before it started till the very end. Same, and I think, and you helped me out here then, if you were there for, and I, I didn't see you the whole time, but because there were so many people there, it was it was great. My estimate was, I think, at the peak of it, at the peak, at about four thirty, five o'clock, I think there were about fifteen hundred people there. That was and the my reason guess. I say that is because, dude, the grass section was completely full. Correct. When you looked back at the food vendors, there's a couple of hundred people. Yes. I mean, in that area yes, back yes, there, yes. you had people at all the vendors. I mean, it was awesome. But I'm saying that's at the peak. There were probably 1,500. But think about this, too, Mike. Think about the people that you saw come in and out. There were people that were just there for one band. Sure. There were people that were just sure. there for an hour. I mean, the sheriff was there. He came in for a couple yep. of yep. Which, by the way, did you hear his uh, his agenda? Did you talk? I saw you chatting with him. I didn't know if you... Oh, uh, yeah, he had to uh, get to it. Yeah. He had already been to like two events or maybe even three. He was there for about an hour, hour and a half or whatever. And then he had two more things to go to. Man, I tell you what, man, being the sheriff of Lenore it's County. every weekend yeah. for him. I mean, he um, it, he's, he's a great guy and, and a tremendous law enforcement officer. But his commitment to the community and, you know, being available and – and being out among the citizenry of Lenore County, I, I think is a real testament to his commitment to to our community. And you know that's um that that's one of the things that yeah. I, so I, I've seen several posts on social media from uh, our mutual friend Noah Peace and um, <laughs> no. Oh yeah 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 no, <laughs> Stacy Heath yeah um. What about Noah Justice? Did Noah Justice, uh, I'm in jail. I mean, he has more <laughs> aliases than the law should allow. But, um, you know, 
he's made several posts about Brad Fest, and you know, one of the, I commented on one of them, and I was like, it goes to show um, when you know when people that care put forth effort amazing things happen and here's what gets me too and uh man say, and listen i've got their names here i, I mean between Allie and stacy heath and jackie elmore lily elmore carmen barnes burt bird chris moore matt and alex stainback and all those folks when you put something together uh, let me ask you how much money did they each individually make off that not a dime not a dime None. they did it for love of the game, Mike Martin, and that—that's the thing that improve that impresses me, and the reason I, Linda and I'll be there every year, and I'll do what it. Hey, they ask me whatever to do to help. And I you will did be ama- there. and you did an amazing uh, job. Uh, by uh, the way. Uh, yeah. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. But my point being, when you do it for love of the game, when there's no profit behind it, when there's no—I mean, the only way you're profiting is bringing this community together. It—it it blew my mind, Mike. I mean, that was. Listen, they put, it's not like they had a year to put this thing together. It's not like they had six months to put this thing together. They yeah. really have done this in the last couple of months. And I will reiterate what I've said when I've had them in here, when I had you on here last week and the last couple of times. Dude, they had 75 sponsors, Mike Martin. 75 sponsors. How do you do that? I, I did, That's the thing that, what? that just blows my mind dude i worked for the newspaper for this one here in town for 16 years i worked for other ones for another 10 years in western north carolina in the heyday in the heyday of the kinston daily free press i'm i mean i I wish i could get billy moore or angie nonson or somebody on here to talk about this i'm not sure we had 75 sponsors in a and i'm talking about this is the heyday i'm not talking about that rag they they're doing now that's you know that is a sad shell of itself. I'm talking about back and when I first got here. It is sad that yeah, the heydays when I first got here, and then it went down after I got here. I guess part of that's on me. Well, I'd, I'd say it's probably uh, when you left, but that's well, no, it, it was already going down when I left. But by my point being, even at the heyday, and I remember talking to uh, Billy Moore, our old advertising director yeah. at the Free Press. And he talked about in the tobacco edition, they always called it the progress edition, you know, when the when the tobacco farmers would come in town and, uh, you know, sell their tobacco and all right. that, that was a, the the best week of the year for sure. the city of Kenson and for the free press. Sure. To have an ad in that paper and those papers for that week, you had to buy ads at other times too. There was a – try this one on for size, Mike. There was a waiting list wow. to be – an advertiser <laughs> for the free press. <coughs> wow. Those are about the only days, and that would be from the say the the probably the forties and fifties up to the mid eighties or so, and when the uh, when you know when tobacco started for for whatever reason. I mean, we both know, but you know when the government really came down on tobacco farmers and everything. Uh, but still, my point being, seventy five advertisers or seventy five sponsors of this event and. Well, I, I can't. I, I, can't, I have a hard time. I'm just saying, as someone who runs a radio show that has 20 sponsors, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around that, Mike. Well, I think that you know when you look at it, it it's. Um, I mean, there's there's two significant reasons behind it, and first and foremost, and I think that that those who organize this would tell you that it had very little to do with them, and much much more to do about the impact and the life that Brad Elmore lived. Um, you know, and, and I, 
I had the pleasure of, of living across the street from Brad for about, you know, the last seven years, six or seven years. And, um, and, and working downtown previously and, and spending a fair amount of time in Sugar Hill, um, the, the true, um, love that he had for, and I think this is a word that is incredibly underused his community. Mm-hmm. Now, now the city of Kinston is a city by name, but the community that makes up the core of this city is what is, is what makes it special. And Brad was a microcosm of that. Brad was someone who appreciated the history of the city. He appreciated what we were. He had a vision for what we could be. And he had a tremendous love for both. Um, and, and his love for people and his genuine excitement to interact with people, whether he saw you every day, whether he saw you, you know, once a month, once a year, you know, it, that light in his eyes, that grin, that laugh, um, that's what I believe was a driving force behind all of this. And then, you know, secondarily, and, and I use the word secondarily only because I think it's incredibly important to put an emphasis on who Brad was and the impact that he had on our community. But secondarily, you have a force in Allie Stainback and Warnock. and Allie Warnock, excuse me, jeez, <laughs> Brad, uh, Brad, her husband, uh, I apologize, yeah. and and Stacy, and you know, I <laughs> one of my favorite Stacy Heath stories is. Um, I hadn't, yeah, Sugar Hill had just opened, and, um, yeah, I was friends with this guy named Eustace Heath, mm-hmm. again, <laughs> and and I'm in Sugar Hill one day, and I'm sitting at the table, and Brad comes over, and I, I can't remember what Eustace had posted, but, it, you know, it was one of those typical Stacy Heath, you know, deals. And Brad's over there. I was like, "Hey, man!" I was like, "Did you see this thing on Facebook? That this guy Eustace Heath post." I was like, "Do you know? Like, who is Eustace Heath?" <laughs> and his wife was sitting at the table next to me. They just bust and, out laughing. Oh, dude, they thought that was the funniest yeah. thing ever. But I, 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 I commented that you know, for Stacy's rough and gruff exterior, and like he loves to put that show on that he is, you know. This, uh, you know, tough guy, but I would challenge you to find someone with a bigger heart beating in their chest than Stacy Heath. I mean, he is, um, I mean, no one loves what they love more than Stacy loves what he loves. And Stacy loves Kinston. He loves our community. And and he yeah, loved him some Brad Elmore. And he too. loved Brad, yeah. and 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 that was what I think was most evident on Saturday, um, with with us spending the day together, doing what Brad loved to do. 
I mean, Brad loved to be in downtown Kenton. He loved listening to great music, and you know the weather was perfect. God, it the, couldn't uh, have been more perfect, dude. The, I mean, the food vendors had some great stuff. Um, you know, it was just I, I, I genuinely, you know, I, I genuinely don't know how it could have been a better day. The only way, the only thing that could have made it better was if Brad was there to enjoy it with us. And we all know that that his spirit was there, and um, you know, and, and that's I, I don't know what else. No, 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 that was perfect, dude. What you said was perfect. I mean, I, so again, and I did this on Monday. Heck, I did it a little bit on yesterday's show, but I wanted to save some of this for when you came on because I know you were as invested in it as I was. And again, all it took was two. Well, I mean, they had a committee, but I'm telling you, Allie Warnock, and, uh, by the way, speaking, uh, and Stacy was incredible, but he'll even admit, did you see that book that Allie had, her little organization <laughs> book? And I mentioned it up on stage at one point. I, but I'd like to know how many steps she took on Saturday. <laughs> she uh, she was hustling and bustling. but She um, was everywhere. Yeah. Allie was amazing, but, but, did I, but you didn't answer me. Did you see the book she had? I, I did. I did. I had it there because I was having to look up some sponsors or something, so she brought it over to me uh, between – or anyway, that's not here or there. Linda loved it because she had everything color-coded. Okay, here are the sponsors. Here's uh, who's going to – who is taking care of this and taking care of that. And I'm not joking, dude. You want to talk about time management and just an incredible – I don't even know the word to use here. I mean, it – I wish I I wish I was still running the paper where I could hire her because she is that type of organization. And again, like I said, Linda was just blown away. Linda took the book from me and was going through and going, Oh my God, look at this. I mean, every page was I mean, there were probably twenty pages in it, twenty five pages in it, but everything was just concise to the yeah. point. We need to do this by this date. We need to do this by this date. Then day of, we've got to do this, 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 this. And man, Allie Warnock, how she can't be because you know, I worked with her mom, Kathy Metz at the free press. Ironically, man, I'm telling you, Allie has the soul of a 55 year old person who is a 55 year old CEO of a company who has been so successful. She's amazing, dude. She's amazing. And Stacy alluded to it several times. I did too, but I'm telling you, uh, the reason this was successful too was because of Allie Warnock and Stacy Heath and, like I said, uh, Jackie and Lily and Carmen, Bert, Chris, Matt, and Alex, and just the great job that they did with all this. It just it goes to show, and it needs to be said again. I've said it several times, and you have, you've alluded to it too. We need more people like them. People instead of people who want to get on social media, Mike Martin, and whine about oh. Why doesn't kids to do this? Why don't they do that? Dude, they are people, and that was a group of people led by Allie and and uh, and Stacy who well put their mind to something, said, Hey, we want to have a music festival downtown. Listen, if it had been half of what it was, people would have been happy. Dude, that thing it seemed like it had been pl- being pl- being planned for four or five years, didn't it? Well, absolutely, and what what I would also say is we need people in positions of leadership in this city, in this county, that have that sort of passion and bring that every day. 
and whether Ooh, whether Allie they Warnock are for uh, county commissioner. I, look, yeah. I, I think does uh, she live in the city? I'm, I'm she does. Oh yes. yeah, Allie Warnock for city council. Yeah. Uh, um, but you know, I, <laughs> I think that you know we need people like that in positions of leadership. Um, we need people like that guiding committees that are. Amen. Trying to advance uh, and develop our downtowns, um, our our you know our businesses, you know that that vision, that organization, that passion, and I think one thing that I I have said all along is that you can't fake. Um, or I love this. Go ahead. Organic. Yeah. yeah. You can't fake. And, and, you know, and, and being from Kinston, loving Kinston, um, you know, you can't grow that in someone else. And, you know, so when you bring in people from outside for positions of leadership, you know, they're, they're inevitably going to do their best to, you know, implement ideas that have been effective other places but you need people in place that and 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 those outside ideas are important from time to time but you need people a part of it that that are invested deeply in this community Mm -hmm. and i and, and i think that's a word that we do not use often enough is community and and i i think that that's something that personally i'm going to try to to make part of my vocabulary more often going forward is the importance of community in terms of how we develop and how we go forward and how we become the place that we all know we're capable of being. Amen. Uh, a couple more things I just want to mention about Brad fest before uh, we wrap this up. Uh, hey, how about that? Uh, Chris Moore organized for uh, the mayor to come and that- declare. In fact, Dude, I should have said this very first thing as I looked down at my calendar. It is. Today Brad Day. is Brad Fe- or today is Brad Elmore Day in the city of Kinston. How about that? That's um I I I should have led with that. I should have led with that. How about that? And I just thought it was very Hey, the mayor didn't have to do that. Nah, you nah. know, I thought that was a very was nice happy, gesture. Yeah, I, I was I was very happy to see someone in a position of leadership within our city there. Um and that gesture is um it, it, you look moved right now it, as you're, it, as you're uh, well trying it, to get I, your words together it, here mike i like I, it. I, I i i wiped a tear away as uh as that presentation took place because it was incredibly just and you know and i, I think too often we give credit to to people who um who who are are followed by the media who who have popularity um for all the wrong reasons um and you know Chris and Nicole and Brad and Jackie uh they started doing what they were doing very early on in what I believe was you know uh, some very wonderful years for our downtown and, and they were an incredible part of it. And I don't think that they, 
necessarily got the recognition that they deserved in the beginning. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, recognition oftentimes occur once we're no longer here. And, uh, and sadly, Brad was never recognized the way he should have been. I think that, uh, that Chris and Jackie and Nicole would all echo that, that, Brad was the spirit that moved their team in certain directions. Um, you know, and then you, you had, everyone had a role in that group and, um, and, and they, they made some, I, I think wise decisions in terms of purchasing properties that, uh, that have proved to be very fruitful for our community and, and kudos to them. And, and, and thank you to, to mayor Don Terry Hardy for, for being there and making that presentation. And um, then he hung around, you know what? Did. A lot of times you see, and, and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody here, Mike at all. I promise. I, listen, this is a positive thing we're talking about here. For sure. But a lot of times you'll see a politician come in, you know, get up on stage, do their thing. Dude, I got to tell you, he was there for a couple of hours, man. Yep. I mean, uh, in a day like when the sheriff, when well, we were talking about, you know, with the sheriff, I mean, he came in and stayed for a couple hours, too. It was just really neat. And, again, I, I'm going to echo what you just said. Uh, kudos to uh, Mayor Dontario Hardy for uh, being out there with his constituents and and dude, I think he talked to everybody. I yeah, saw him at one did. time when I was up on stage and you could see him one point, he's over here on the left side and he's talking to a group of people and he's not campaigning or anything. Right. He's just talking to people. And I, I really do. I pre mayor Hardy. If you're listening, really do appreciate uh, you doing that. And again, this entire crew and Jason Bryant just sent me something. Let me see. He just said, uh, uh, Jackie Elmore got the key to the city at the barbecue festival one year. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. Did you know that? Uh, and, uh, there you go. Uh, and that qualifies as recognition, recognition that she deserves. I thought that was pretty cool. And basically that was when, right after, I guess she had opened uh, sugar Hill in the market downtown. So how about that? I didn't realize that. So, Hey, uh, I don't know if that was from BJ or if that was from how long's, uh, nah, sugar think, Hill been there. It, it's been there for several years now. I think, that, Hey, you see this belly here? Let me tell you, Mike Martin, a lot of sugar Hill in there. There's a lot of sugar Hill in here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In a different era, um, that would have been something Jason completely said it was different. from Mayor Hardy. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I, I there I you was, go. Yeah. Well, so there you go. Final thoughts? I mean, are you? I, 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 I yeah, give you my no, final thoughts. I, mean, I can't wait for 2024. No doubt. No okay. doubt. And I mean, and and I think that um, as tremendous as this was, I mean, <coughs> I think, you know, there, there's, uh, there's no limitations on what this could become. Yeah. Is it possible... And I hope, and again, I'm staying 1,000% positive here, Mike Martin, but I hope that some of our city leaders, and I'm talking about city council, and I'm talking about downtown Kenson revitalization, and I'm talking about the Chamber of Commerce who, boy, they're going through uh, uh, a time right now. But I'm, some of our city leaders look at this and they go, wow, this group of volunteers put this thing, to, uh, volunteers who weren't making a dime off this, got together uh and put this thing together why can't we go back uh, dude i miss sand in the streets so much and I, I i can't speak for you but i do i miss sand i miss those thursdays when you knew every other thursday mike that hey 
somebody was going to, some band was going to be downtown and you were going to be able to go out there and almost have the, the family reunion type thing where you're seeing Mike Martin out there walking around and Stacy Heath and all these other people, dude, I miss that, man. I miss sand in the streets. I, and I'm again, I, I don't know why it disappeared. I don't know why we don't do it anymore. And it's way, way, way above my pay grade. I just wish we had it because I miss it. I sincerely miss it. And having that this past Saturday just kind of made me miss it a little bit more, Mike. I would say that if the purpose of your organization is to revitalize your downtown, mm-hmm. um, what could have a greater impact than to bring 1,500 people to downtown Kenson. Um, and, you know, on a much smaller scale, but the sand in the streets typically would bring, you know, 200 to 500 folks downtown on a Thursday night. <laughs> that, and, and, and what I think was really important about sand in the streets is it brought people downtown who generally might not otherwise be downtown. Um, and while all two to 500 of them didn't stop into H stadium to buy something or, you know, go to sugar Hill and have something to eat. Um, a, a fair number of them did. And, um, but I, I, I will also say that, um, I think a great idea going forward with Brad Fest is I love the fact that it was on the same weekend as the Ironclad half mm-hmm. marathon and 5K. And I think if I think another really great growth opportunity would be for some sort of conjoined um, efforts between those two organizations. Because if you can get, you know, roughly a thousand primarily, you know, local or people who have tie, have had ties to Kinston, you know, if you could tap into, you know, even a percentage of those runners who come from all over to run in that race, I mean, golly, that could be another, you know, 500 folks right there. I'm not, uh, you know, when you, when you factor in the runners, their families and so forth and so on, I mean, this could really turn into a weekend that is transformational um, for our for our city and 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 a big growth opportunity for our community. So uh, that, I think that's I, I I think that puts a great wrap on a tremendous weekend. It was, and uh, I just I can't wait for the twenty twenty four edition of it. Amen. And uh, congratulations again, man, uh, Allie and Stacy, and just all the folks down there, Jackie and Lily, everybody that put this thing together because it was amazing. Okay, on the other side, we, we're doing all this positivity, and you and I have just been little founts of uh, of you know <laughs> fountains of uh, I guess of positivity, hope, and happiness. Well. Not much of that in Greenville right now, as uh, I would in a hundred years, dude. If ECU takes on Charlotte at this stage in both their programs' histories, if they play twenty times, ECU should win that nineteen times out of twenty. There should not be 
one time, maybe like I said, maybe one time out of 20. Maybe that's what this was this past Saturday. But uh, And I watched a lot of it. I mean, I was at Bradfest, but I had it right here on my phone, and I had it in my lap, and I watched the a lot of the second half at least. What in the wild, wild world of sports is going on with your ECU Pirates, Mike Martin? I, I didn't watch, and um, at some point in the uh, in the afternoon, I, I looked at the score, and I think it was halftime, and I think it was seven to nothing or three. I can't remember, but I remember. <laughs> thinking no what? it was 10 to nothing at one point it was i think three to nothing at halftime yeah 10 to nothing in the third. three to nothing like, is when i saw it yeah. but i was like what in the world and i was <laughs> like surely someone is hurt or like something has happened and yeah i looked a little bit more into it and and i mean nothing and i mean that in the kindest possible way absolutely <clears throat> nothing had happened for the east carolina pirates and I have been um I have beat the drum for Mike Houston yes, all you, season. Yes, you I have. have I've had I, I've tried to paint as positive a picture as I can. Um but how everyone on that staff is still employed today after what took place last weekend, I I I can't rationalize that. Um I, I still think Mike Houston is a good football coach. I still think that, that Mike Houston is a good person, but uh, I'm not sure that – I'm not sure that the change that has taken place within college athletics is um, is something that the, the athletic department at East Carolina University is – has been prepared for. Uh, I don't know that, that the athletic department at East Carolina University, specifically the football team, um, what is prepared to be in a place that can succeed in the the college football atmosphere that exists today. And what I meant by that is um, Monday I sat at my desk and a few Pirate fans came by and I've got a Mike Houston <laughs> life-size cut out of my desk and <laughs> yeah, you know, made a comment or two about Mike Houston. And yeah, you know, I said, I said, I think the days of players having passion about where they play college athletics is dwindling. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I, and another, I said, I believe today that if a football player won the Heisman Trophy at East Carolina University, and I mean, again, absurdly hypothetical given the set of circumstances we're under right now, but if a kid won the Heisman Trophy at East Carolina University, they would be playing at LSU, Alabama, Texas, USC next year. Here's what – I got in trouble when I first got here in uh, 2002, in October of 2002, because I came from Western North Carolina, and I, I hadn't I hadn't drank the uh, ECU Kool-Aid yet. Yes, I have since then. Thank you, Danny Rice. Purple Kool-Aid. Yeah, the purple Kool-Aid. Uh, but my first – my initial reaction having been – and I covered the ACC for 10 – well, for eight years. So – and, you know, but I always thought – and I – 
made this comment on a radio. So there was a sports talk show here. Todd Bartley had it when I first got here. And I think I'd only been here three or four days, man. I got in trouble in my first week of being here because I said ECU was the little brother of the ACC. And that's all I said. I didn't, de- Mike, I didn't, de- let me finish. Right. I didn't, no, no, de- no. I didn't yeah. denigrate ECU. Oh. I didn't say anything about it. I just said ECU is the little brother of the ACC. I said that back in 2002. And, oh, my gosh, you would have thought that I called every person's mom uh, a bad name, okay? Right. I'm, I'm sure. not joking. We got calls at the paper about it. We, uh, I think uh, that was one of the first stern talking tos that Patrick Holmes gave me when I first got here was, uh, you know, you're, you're a public figure here. You've got to watch what you say. And I'm, and I, even to him, I was like, but what did I say was wrong? I'm not saying that what you said was wrong, but you've got to, you know, kind of whatever, watch what you say. And I still stand by that. And I don't say that as an insult. I love ECU. I think what that, you know, your alma mater and Richard's alma mater and Danny Rice's alma mater. What it does in Greenville is an amazing thing, but there's got to come a point. And I, and I would love to see, don't even get it twisted. I've been a season ticket holder now for two years on the football side. I'd love to see ECU get to the, you know, get to a real conference. Not that I'm denigrating the American, but you know, it would be neat to see them maybe on the outside of the ACC. My point to all this is I think we're almost getting to the point, Mike, where we're going to have to say, listen, I mean, there's just got to be some realism, okay? And, that, hey, ECU is what it is, you know? I mean, they're never going to compete with Carolina. But they're no never going to compete with that. the NCC. And there's not. They're, I mean, Duke's having a football renaissance right now. Wake Forest was – were they the ACC champs last year? They yeah. played for it. My point is, listen, Little Charlotte, my alma mater – which has only been playing D1 now for less than a decade, is about to pass you. You know, Appalachian State, which was FCS for years and years, they have already passed ECU. I, I My point being here, I think, Mike, and I want to get your, this is one of the things I wrote down that I wanted to get your views on. Do we just need to get to the point where we realize, especially in this year uh, or in this day and age of NIL and of the transfer portal, <clears throat> ECU is never going to beat Carolina. You know what? Be happy with an eight and five season. Be happy with a nine and four season. And that, you know, once every 30 years, 11 and one year of that, you know, you're going to have. And maybe take some of those, some of that fundage, Mike, that, you know, you're trying to pour all this money into uh, football. That man right there, Cliff Godwin, yes, I'm pointing to my, my life size cardboard cutout. Pour some more money. Did you know Mike Houston? This is what shocked me. And don't get it twisted. I don't think Cliff Godwin should make the exact same salary that Mike Houston makes or even what uh, the basketball coach makes. But I'll tell you what, he shouldn't be making a third. Uh, Mike Houston makes three times what Cliff Godwin makes. Well, that's, okay. And I understand yeah, that second knowledge. That's part yeah, of that it. That gets in a whole, uh, a whole but, lot but of But why things, not but. redirect some of those? Ones? That's where I'm going with this. Connecticut does a good job. UConn. I don't know their exact budget, but they pour a lot of money into their basketball program. They got a national championship out of it. Uh, help me out here. Another Other programs that have poured it into maybe not football, that's what I think ECU should really do. I think there may you've got to the point where you maybe this weekend is almost a microcosm of that. You're not going to compete with uh, you know all these others. Why don't you take some of that money, get it out of Mike Houston? And because I, I don't think Mike Houston is going to be here for another. I think three years from now, Houston's going whether he's moved on to another job of his own volition or he has another year like this. I think he's going to survive this year. 
I think they're probably going to go one and eleven now. And I know that sounds completely opposite of what I was saying a couple of weeks ago sure. when I was still saying seven and five. But I think they go uh, one and eleven, two and ten this year. If they do that again next year, Houston's out. Take some of that money, pour it into the basketball program, give pay Cliff Godwin more money. And, and build these programs up. Let's get to the College World Series because we've got NIL. And I, you look like you're in pain. Am I, am I putting – No, no, I think, <laughs> I, I think you're exactly right. And I think that um, – I, I think the thing that you brought up earlier, and I think, yeah, there needs – this is a good opportunity for reflection at East Carolina University um, for – you said that you defined them as the little brother of the ACC. Yeah. But I guess my question would be this. How 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 do you define yourself? Like I what how how do pirate fans define um the athletic department at East Carolina University? Uh, let's set aside the the university itself, because I think the university, great I, university, I think the university itself is, you know, on par with ACC universities in totality. But if you were looking specifically at the athletic department at East Carolina University, and you know, and and some of this has to begin to fall on the shoulders of John Gilbert as well, the athletic director over there, um, you know what. Where do you see this? Like, what is, what what is our course going forward? Um, and and I do think it's important to address conference realignment, nil money. You know, what does the university look like going forward? And and look, you know. It, I, I love all those pirate supporters that, you know, that their response to every question is, you know, money. Let You need to be giving more money to the athletic department. Well, I want to see, you know, a more clear definition of what we're going to do with this money. I want to see a clear definition of what our path is and, and what is our goal. What is the goal of the athletic department at East Carolina University? You know, are is the AAC, which I think is a, a more respectable conference than than people generally give it credit for. Um, but it, it it is not the ACC. It is obviously not the SEC or any of the other Power Five conferences. But you know, like, is that our goal? Is that our goal to become part of a Power Five conference? Because because the structure that's in place, that's not going to get us there. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, and you were talking about Gilbert. You brought his name up. Let me address uh, John Gilbert here. Dude, other than football, <laughs> athletics at ECU are doing great right now. Volleyball uh, is the best team they've had in program history. Uh uh, women's basketball, we saw what happened with that last year. Yeah. They make it to the NCAA tournament for, what, the second, third time in program history. And I think the they're, basketball, pick, and they're picked to finish second in the conference series. I think the basketball team's finished. The men's finish basketball five. was picked to finish fifth out of the, what, 12 or 13 teams that are in the AAC. Baseball speaks for itself. We know what they're doing. The softball program's turned around. 
I, it's just that your premier sport at your university is suffering one of their worst seasons since the John Thompson era, you know I mean? And, and, and again, you're going to take bullets for that. I'm talking about, uh, Gilbert and the, you know, and his, uh, athletics, uh, leadership staff over there because your number one sport, the one supposed to generate, you know, and I wasn't at the game on Saturday and I, you weren't either. You yep. were at Brad Fest yep. with, uh, with us over in Kenston. But I saw the pictures of the crowd that was there, and it was impressive. Yes, it was. Uh, it was a homecoming crowd. Uh, I know Danny was there. I know uh, you know there were other folks that were there. Uh, uh, Robin and Jim Godfrey were there, and then came to the Bradfest after that. I mean, it was packed out over there. And then you compare that to Chapel Hill, where you're in top ten program in the country, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna laugh over that since my Wahoos went up there, Mike, and and did what they did. But you go to Chapel Hill. And it's two thirds full, you know, for Chapel Hill. They probably, there were probably honestly more people in Greenville for a one in five versus one in five than there was in Chapel Hill for a top 10. Wait a minute. I'm doing asterisk, a top 10 program right. taking on a one in five program. So uh, they're doing, I, I'm answering, I'm kind of roundabout answering your question here. I, I can understand the the pirate club people saying, "Hey, pour more money into it." But dude, there's never been a time that there's been more money poured into the pirates' athletics program, and this is what you have. This is what you have. You've got a, a football program that that I got to tell you that I think Wallace Rose Hill could uh, give a game, and I know that's being unrealistic, but uh, it, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, and, and it, yeah, it gets back to to what I said at the beginning, I, I'm not sure that it, what you're seeing on the field does not appear to be um, kids that want to fight and love that university. Now, I know that that's not the case. I know that Scott is listening probably. And, <laughs> He's right over there. And, yeah. and you know, and, and he knows these kids. And but, but the product that's on the field doesn't is is I hope not indicative of the passion of the young men that are that are on that team. Um, and if we do not have coaches leading those men, um, young men that can get that passion out of them on the field that we need to find people who can. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and, you know, we've got what, uh, four games remaining in the season. Uh, no, I believe they're, they, they're one in six now. So they've got a seven, five, five, five games left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think too, oh, I've got the schedule right here. Uh, two home games left. If I'm correct, hold on UTSA this week, uh, the week after uh, home. Yep. Home versus Tulane on November 4th on the road at FAU on the road at Navy. And then, uh, November 25th Rice. against Tulsa, uh, Tulsa, yeah, Tulsa against Tulsa. Me. Yeah. You know, so I, two home games left. I think that, um, I, I think that, yeah, you know, I, I think they've got five games to uh, to change the narrative, and it's not it, this. This, in my opinion, um, is going to be much less about wins and losses, which would be incredibly valuable. But I think uh, I think it's going to be much more about uh, the passion and 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 energy and uh, 
and and effort on the field and yeah you know, and some productivity offensively um hopefully the defense can can uh continue uh its stellar play and 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 we can grow and and hopefully um hopefully paint a paint a more positive picture uh paint a more positive picture as the season progresses but at this point it, it's pretty bleak uh, you're absolutely right. Listen, Jason Bryant chimes in and says the official attendance for Carolina versus Virginia was fifty thousand five hundred. Whatever that may be, what that may be the tickets they sold, but uh, I can tell you this: there. I mean, I saw the pictures. I mean, and I follow a lot of uh, sports writers up in the Triangle area too, and I saw estimates from Triangle sports writers that there were about thirty, thirty-two thousand people at the game. Again, they may have sold fifty thousand tickets, sure. but uh, I will bet. I will bet Jason Bryant's life. That there were not fifty thousand five hundred people at that rear game. End, on rear ends on bleachers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there definitely were not, man. There, there is no, there were, and I, and but you look at the pictures of uh, of uh, Dowdy Ficklin, and it was, it was close to. I mean, there were a bunch of butts and seats there. So I will stand by. There were more people in Greenville than there were in Chapel Hill. Again, tickets sold. That may be a completely different thing. I, you and I went to that rain game uh, against uh, Gardner Webb we and did. sat there, and they announced. And I'm there damn was a, glad I was there, given what's taking place. Absolutely, <laughs> hey, Mike Martin. We were there. We were there for the win this year. I love it. I love it. But uh, but the, don't you remember they announced all oh, 37,000 people? And you and I, we looked around. And went yeah. Yeah, they're close to three thousand and thirty-seven. Yeah, but well, no, no, there were probably, no, there were probably fifteen. I know, I know, there were probably fifteen, yeah. seventeen thousand people at that game. But dude, but they sold thirty-seven thousand yeah. tickets for it. So yeah, those were miserable uh, conditions. There were, but we watched a forty-four to nothing win, though, dude. Yeah, you take it where you can get it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, hey, listen, I've got a, I've got to thank. Uh, uh, Somebody. Lenore Community College. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you to Lenore Community College. Uh, for 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South. But it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to uh, uh, Richie Honeycutt, to Dr. Rusty Hunt, to all the folks over at LCC for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. And thank you to all our day one sponsors, UNC Lenore Healthcare. Goeco Office Automation, Lovix, or I'm sorry, uh, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, and Arundel Parrot Academy. Those are our day one sponsors that have been with us ever since we started this show back in December of 2019. That's right, dude. We're coming up on our four-year anniversary, man. That's How about awesome, that? Uh, and then all our other sponsors, too. Elite Land Management, Down East Protection Systems, King's Restaurant, the Kinston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance and the Down East Wood Ducks. We truly, truly do appreciate every single one of our sponsors. Thank you for being a part of the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, before we get back to it with Mike, I do want to let everybody know uh, the uh, Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week this week. It'll be the last regular season game of the season. 
Kinston visits North Lenore. Kinston is three and six overall. They're one and four in the conference. Uh, they are at North Lenore, who is two and seven, one and four. That is going to be a great game. It's for the Jimmy Smith Cup. Whoever wins that is going to win the 2023 Jimmy Smith Cup. We'll get a lot more into detail in these games tomorrow with Jason Bryant. And then on uh, Friday when we do our uh, football Friday broadcast here. And then even our Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show on uh, Friday afternoon. Other games that are taking place this Friday are uh, Parrot Academy is at Rocky Mount Faith. Bethel will be traveling to Wilson Community Christian. Aiden Grifton will be at home against Washington. And Jones Sr. will be at home against Chocowinity Southside. South Lenore and Green Central are off this Friday night. South Lenore, uh, their season is complete. They finished 1-9 and nine this year, 0-6 in the conference. However, Green Central has got a bye week, but they will be awaiting to see where they go in the playoffs. Have We were just talking about LCC. Congratulations to the Lancers of LCC, uh, their volleyball team last night. Go on the road against uh, Guilford Tech and sweep Guilford Tech in the first round of the Region 10 tournament. They will now play uh, Cape Fear Community College uh, on Friday uh, at Fayetteville Tech, and we're going to try to get uh, Coach uh, Shelly Barnes here on the show tomorrow to help us preview that. But uh, there you go. Wanted to get all that in. It's uh, Dilly's Choice here. we got about uh, seven minutes left here in the hour. Mike Martin uh was wondering, uh, do we do we have any uh, do we have any uh, golf going on? You you are our golf and PGA uh, guy. So uh, PGA tours in China last weekend. Uh, Colin Morikawa won the event last weekend and um, and played well. I mean it, that's exciting for him. Um, they uh, let's see where we are this weekend. May not be a tour event this weekend. This might okay. be an off week for the tour. Um, but I was going to say, uh, in honor of our wood ducks and I'm sure Greg Clemens <laughs> is, uh, it, well, we talked about it on yesterday's show. It was also the Texas Rangers and, and now the we world know, series. and now we know they will be taking on the, uh, Arizona diamondbacks and uh, another, uh, Kinston connection. Um, the, the diamondbacks are, uh, managed by former, uh, championship winning one back-to-back championships tory lavolo uh very excited about that that we had uh, kinston's all over the world series this year mike it's exciting and you know i mean i think if uh the folks in rob manford's office are probably uh uh hanging their heads in terms of you know the texas rangers versus the arizona diamondbacks (laughs) is not a dream matchup for uh for the executives at major league baseball in terms of, um, national eyeballs, but you know, the ALCS and the NLCS both going to seven games. Um, yeah, it, it was exciting. I watched, uh, I, I watched some of last night's, uh, game. I dozed off in the latter part, but what was great about last night's game and, and, you know, my man Joe Hargett and his wonderful wife Angie, they were at uh, games one and oh, two. two. I was wondering, if, did, were they there I, last night? If they were, I, I haven't seen uh, photographic evidence of it. But, um, you know, what I think was really cool about the Diamondbacks, I mean, there's a, mi- a million cool stories about the Diamonds, Diamondbacks baseball team. But, you know the type of baseball that they played versus the type of baseball that the Philadelphia Phillies played. 
um, you know, the Philadelphia Phillies are bangers. I mean, they hit home runs and hit them a lot. Um, but in, I don't know if it was consecutive innings or two of the three innings that I watched last night, the Phillies leadoff man reached base. Uh, Schwarber hit a double, and I can't remember. Um, um, yeah, they had a leadoff single, and and in each case, they left run, the runner stranded. And yeah, and then you see the Diamondbacks laying down bunts, moving runners along playing a, t- a style of baseball that I think, um, you know, longtime baseball fans really appreciate. Um, I, you know, they have the worst uniforms in the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> I, I mean, they are bad. Yeah. Um, they're not good in any way. Um, but um, it, it was fun to see that type of baseball. <laughs> Their bullpen is filthy. Um and 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 were incredibly impressive, um, and I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think that, um, yeah, I, I think obviously I haven't seen the numbers, but I would imagine that the Rangers are probably favored. Um, you know what? Keep going. I'll, I'll look and, that up. Um, but you know, you're looking at um, the Rangers did win the AL West, right? Uh, yes, yes, they did. So. But the the Diamondbacks were well, – Wait a minute, or did they? Because they played – I'm not sure they did because they had to go on the road to go play Baltimore in the that's, – in the, That's true. Um, but, you know, uh, one of the extra wild card teams, you know, that would not have been playing um, several years ago before some of the changes that Major League Baseball made, um, you know, the Diamondbacks didn't clinch their spot until the last weekend of – uh, the regular season, and um, and and then to have now found themselves, you know, making it all the way to the World Series. I mean, I've heard some um, some far more knowledgeable than I am baseball folks say that it's reminiscent of the '69 Mets, yeah, um, sort of thing, and that uh, you know, and and that the it's going to present a, a unique World Series, I think. And um, I believe, uh, yeah, I, I think I mentioned it before, but um, Mikhail's good friend, Stacy Montgomery, is the sister in law of Jordan Montgomery. Yep, so, yep, yep. yeah, we've got that tie. Um, and, and Jordan pitched tremendously well in the ALCS. And, um, and I think we'll, you know, I, I think. He may be the game. He was the game one starter for the ALCS. So I mean, potentially could be the game one starter for the World Series. Well, um, I found the odds for you, and thanks again, Jay. Man, thank you, Jason. It's almost like he's in here with us. He said both teams were wild cards. Co-producer, yeah, co-producer, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a sales executive to the stars, so there you go. But he said both teams were wild cards. Astros actually won the AL West, so there you go. But I've also found the odds, too, here on VegasInsider.com, and the Rangers are minus 178 to win the series. Which, I mean, that's that's almost two to one. That's pretty – I wouldn't say prohibitive, but to be minus 178, that's uh, that's pretty strong. Yeah, and and I wish – I need to be more knowledgeable about uh, odds and things like that because – yeah, in in football betting, yeah, like 
I can, I understand what minus yeah. three means, but yeah. I don't know what. Well, I, I can tell you. I'll tell you what my and I. This is something that I've learned by listening to Vsin here. Bet on the bull. Yeah, bet on the bull dot com. <laughs> this is what uh, I, I can uh, thank uh, Jason and all the folks and Brett Musburger, you know, and all those people. But yeah. uh, to say it's minus one seventy eight, that means you would put a hundred dollars down to win seventy eight dollars. Okay, so if it's minus two thirty, you would be put a hundred dollars down. So basically, yeah. a seventy five percent chance, something like that. Yeah, and in fact, when you look at the all the series here, basically the best odds are for the Rangers to win in six. Is what uh, that's at plus three ninety. Uh, so anyway, there you go, dude. We did it again. We did it again. Uh, who you got? Hey, we'll have you back on next week, and we'll be three games. Uh, yeah, I'm, gonna be, uh, I'm going with the Rangers. I mean, uh-huh. I, I am. I've got to, uh, it, you know, I think that it's um, I think it's a good mix of youth and, and yeah, you've got guys like Corey Seager on that team that has some, uh, some big-time playoff baseball experience. Uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, – I, I think I like the Rangers. Obviously, uh, our, our ties to the Rangers and my pastor, Travis Allen, First Presbyterian Church, big Rangers fan. So, uh, you know, um, I'll be rooting for them. And um, but hopefully, it's a a good, entertaining World Series. I think that uh, we've got a great chance at that. So, well, uh, congratulations to John Clemens and his wife, Golly. and to Janelle Finch and her husband. They're going to be there. They're going to the World Series, and I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I'm jealous of uh, Clemens a lot, or uh, but you know what? In this one, I am, man. Uh, I, I, I'm super jealous. I know they're going to have a great time. Listen, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, M&M. Hey, we got another M&M coming up. Always a good time. I, look, I, God knows he's going to be better than this one, but uh, <laughs> Whatever, good to man. see you, my man. Thank Appreciate you so you. much. That is uh michael martin our uh every wednesday guest here on the uh on the brian hanks show and i really do appreciate him talking about everything that we talked about this morning brad fest and ecu football and everything else major league baseball and all that coming up in our next hour in fact just in a few moments here he's already in the house he's in the green room it's dr michael moon the 2020 i i will have to get the year i think it's 2024 lenore county public schools principal of the year Live here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.